Hey Danny, how you doing, man? Burn with me. <laughs> wow, it's, I've just got it's a sudden sense of deja vu as though we've done that twice before. We 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 have. This is the third time, folks. What? Right? And I'm not even going to allow for any romp or or sort of intro stuff. So let's just get right into it. This week we mm-hmm. are reviewing Doctor Who season three. Episode 8, it's not episode 7, despite what Wikipedia will tell you, and it is called 42. It is and indeed. It, and it was written by Chibbers, Chibman, Chibnall himself. Love a bit of the Chibster. Yep, and it was directed by Graham Harper, and was starring uh, Lewis. Do you want to read these out? Because I will get them wrong, and then I'll fucking right. destroy everything inside. I'll read them out. Um, we're starring David Tennant, Freema Adjuman, Michelle Collins, and... Joa Ando, uh, William Ash, Anthony Flanagan, Matthew Chambers, Gary Powell, Vinette Robinson, Rebecca Oldfield, and Elise de Toit. Yeah. You, you've read out way more than I was going to read out. I, I was going to read out about three names and be like, yeah, and there's others as well. Uh, I've just sort of read all the ones off the list. The thing is, Elise de Toit plays someone called Sinister Woman, who I do not actually recognise from the episode. No. So maybe, I've, maybe I just had my eyes closed while I was watching Who's it. Sinister Woman? God knows. I'm gonna I don't, Google it. Sinister. Oh woman. no, no, no! I know, I know. The the blonde woman who works for uh, Mr. Saxon. Oh, sinister woman. Very sinister. It. I felt very I felt, sinister. I felt very sinister when when that was when that was aired for the, for the first time. Um, <laughs> do, do you have an opening statement? Um, I do. An interesting idea for this episode. One which I think um it does deliver on in a strange way, but it's very sort of campy and odd I think that while campiness and oddness is a great place for who to sort of thrive this episode doesn't quite hit it hard enough it doesn't quite nail it which is a bit frustrating yeah um, I remember you and I talking about this and you saying you didn't like this episode very much which is something that actually surprises me quite a lot um, but then I watched it back myself and I thought actually yeah, that is a bit it is a bit odd yeah very much so um, it's a nice concept uh, with Far too many characters, but we know that Chibnall does that in Doctor Who episodes anyway, and uh, has unscientific Deus Ex Machinas to 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 pull it off. And Lewis has already lauded me for saying <laughs> how unscientific things are, despite it being a science fiction show. But there's got to be some amount of realism, you know. What I mean, I um, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. What What is it specifically that you don't like about the science in this episode? Um, okay, so the first thing I wasn't even—I'll—I'll I'll just say this now. Um, they're right next to a sun. Yep. Right, and first of all, gravitational pull. Don't understand why that ship hasn't been fucking yanked in. I know they said that they've got shields or whatever, right? But mm. the Doctor goes outside of the ship and isn't just immediately sucked into the 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 fucking sun. And um, second thing. They can look at the sun without being blinded. Oh, that's right? true, actually, yeah. So, I don't know about you, right? But see, when I'm at a, a sunny day at like Brighton or wherever, and I mm. look up, I'm like, I've, I, I need to get like cataracts. I've got cataracts by the time I, I put my eyes down to my ice cream. You know, it's like, it's pretty, pretty severe. Um, and the next thing, on a ship where it looks as if it's hotter than me and Speedos, right? Right. There's. They can produce ice at will, and this there's this guy who conveniently stands under this big ice machine, and he's got this mask on, and he just produces ice 
to freeze his head. So like, wouldn't it have melted? There's like a room like two minutes down the road with that's at like three thousand degrees. So does that not translate to some of the ice <laughs> that you've got? Is the cooler still working? You know, mm, that's a good point. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, okay. I I concede that you make an excellent point about the science being inconsistent. That is an annoying thing in a lot of science fiction is when it's not consistent, which is what it's one of the reasons I struggle with um different bits and bobs of fantasy. Yeah. I struggle to to watch. Um, fantasy in which, like a, a the fire that a dragon produces, for example, is different in some way to the fire that a match produces. I know that's a very specific example, but I find it to be quite frustrating quite often. Um, it's one of the reasons I enjoy uh, different bits of fantasy where, um, instead of spewing fire, a dragon might spew acid or some kind of other, like a chemical spill type thing. And yeah. I find that a bit more engaging just because it's a bit more not more realistic but it's more consistent with the internal logic of the world yeah definitely no i agree um it it really is just down to like nitpicky stuff that makes this episode so bad Mm. but nitpicky stuff would ordinarily not make me feel annoyed but because there's so fucking much of it in Mm. this in this episode it's you know it's it's hard to ignore I'll, i'll i'll say that um I do like the reference to Hitchhikers with the title, 42. Yep. That's that's a nice touch. I like that. Mm. I actually um, struggled to um, watch... Uh, not Sorry, not watch. Uh, read all of um, Hitchhiker's Guide. I do have a copy of the book. I did start reading it, and it was just sort of... Um, I don't know. There was something about it. I just struggled to get through it a bit. I just found the writing a bit too... I don't know. It was a bit like fluffy at the edges or something. I don't know. It was just a bit weird. Yeah. No, I, I I know what you mean. It is. It can be a tough read at at some point, um, but we will talk about hitchhikers at some point. But it I'm won't sure be today. It will. No, it, it won't, won't be today. Be today. Uh, Danny, what do we think about hot eyes? David Tennant and his hot eyes. Yeah. Um. That's another thing. <laughs> Why the fuck, right? If this if this celestial sun mm. is trying to kill all the crew members to stop them like mining whatever bullshit unobtainium I try mm. to get from the sun why is it putting like, a mask on to sort of like control the the people that it kills why why wouldn't it just open its eyes and like burn everyone you know that's a good point yeah why wouldn't it just have its eyes open and flood the inside of the space station with um yeah I don't know, plasma I suppose well we know why it's because they need to make an action figure with um <laughs> With a, which a I cool actually helmet. think I had that action figure when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I probably did as well. Um, uh, no, wait, no, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking of the action figure of, of um, David Tennant in the spacesuit when he's on the Impossible Planet. Yes, I um, think I had that one as well. That's another thing. This episode reminds me so much of that. Like, you've got the countless horror noises. Mm. The where it's not even sometimes it's not even like warranted. There's one where like Martha and that guy are hugging, mm. and like just this horrible swell of music. <laughs> just a bit. See, when I heard that when I was like really young, I thought they were like foreshadowing a bad thing with a guy that she was hugging. Mm. And I was like, oh, is he going to be a villain? No, it's just that every five minutes there's a. <laughs> um. <laughs> And you get a lot of that at the Impossible Planet as well. Uh, mm. You get the spacesuit that the Doctor wears. Um, so is that in the same time zone? Well, 
we know we know what the answer is, don't we, Lewis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just had to. They they, they didn't have any other spacesuits, <laughs> so they used that one. Mm-hmm. And also, and it makes sense because, like we said in the last episode, the sort of uh, elevator that was mm-hmm. used to yes, go it down, was. Yeah. yeah, it was reused. So they were just reusing ship from series. Which I suppose two. makes makes a bit of sense in a funny way. That that is something I didn't consider though. Is if these were set at the same time, then shouldn't um. Why wouldn't you get the Ood to go and mine for whatever mineral it is on the planet? Why would you sort of... I suppose if it's a private sort of mining company, they might not afford to um, to, to yeah. buy a load of Ood. I don't really know. And they're doing like illegal shit as well, aren't they? Mm. Could you tell an Ood to break the law? Would they? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I suppose it depends. Like, I, don't, I don't know if it's... They are slaves, aren't they? So... But are they slaves yeah. as long as they obey the galactic law as well as your law? It's, when you start thinking about it, it is deeply depressing. Both these and the house elves from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Somehow they've managed to introduce like slave races, and that's that's just fine. Which is kind of chilling, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, thankfully, Christ, thankfully, they managed to essentially write out the Ood. And um, say, okay, no, now they're it's everything's back to normal. Everything's hunky dory. Um, we're all the the Ood are back and chilling out and having a telepathic sing song and all the rest of it. So that's a, a tiny mercy at the very least. Um, but the house elves is something I've always struggled with because they are sort of it's the way they speak and the way they talk with one another. It's always very like they've been conditioned. They've been conditioned to love this bizarre sort of slave labour they find themselves in. It's horrible. Yeah, no, it definitely is. But I mean, luckily we get a um, a big Ood revolution next season, so that'll be yes, mm. that'll be good to talk about. It's one of um, my favorite episodes. Those ones. Yeah, it's really sweet and sad mm. and tragic and 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 uh, it says a lot about it. We live in a society. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we do live in a society. This is true. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm gonna get into some nitpicking now if that's if that's okay with everyone. Of course it is. Amazing. Okay, so the humans in the future can read the word Elvis but not the word beetle. That's a good point. Because El- beetle, that's I suppose maybe because beetle is a pun, but then they would still be aware of the existence of beetles, the insect, are, presumably, are, and the phrase. Are beetles beet- extinct? Maybe. Maybe. Um, they can't be. That's maybe be ex- humans have never been to Earth. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Earth is the only planet with beetles. But then maybe what's they're her humanoid. Name? Um, Chantho, she's kind of beetly, isn't she? Yeah, but that's at the end of the universe, I guess. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's in a trillion, trillion years. Yeah, but like the beetle, the 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 insect, the beetle would have to be extinct for a very, very, very long time mm. for someone to not even recognise the word. I mean, dinosaurs have been gone for fucking ages and yet we know still about dinosaurs you know mm, but then if we stopped teaching about dinosaurs yeah true and then if, and then if all the the fossilized remains of dinosaurs were removed from various museums around the world would we eventually just forget what a dinosaur is if if they never showed Jurassic Park again <laughs> i mean probably like you mm. know we if you just stop teaching it people forget it i guess mm. um apart from the people who have already been taught it uh um let's see the characters aren't very fleshed out no um, are they? 
I, I found myself so uncaring to their deaths. Uh, you know, there was... I, I, don't, I don't even know their name. Um, they had, they had <laughs> right. short hair uh, and just was was burned like that. And okay, I don't, I've got a picture of the cast. Were they old, young? Yeah, they were. They were very young. Um, but young, Riley yeah. maybe. Right. Don't even know. Could it could been could have been anyone. <laughs> um, uh, I I I do a uh, Ando who plays Rosa Parks in series thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that could have been a a really good character because, obviously, when the Doctor singles, uh someone out is like mm. Mm, okay you're reasonably intelligent immediate death just imme- yeah. immediate death look you've got osgood um That's a good point yeah who who missy just unceremoniously killed um just it's like uh, uh the doctor's daughter as well jenny mm. well she came back to life i guess um <laughs> but yeah i just, really liked um osgood i know she was she was a bit sort of um i don't know if she was a massive fan of um of what's it a massive fan favorite, but I was a re- I really liked Osgood. Osgood, I thought she was like because she was sort of um, developing as a character between yeah. storylines, and you sort of you, there was some off-screen development and some on-screen personal development, and yeah, she was quite an engaging character. I really enjoyed her. No, definitely, definitely. Um, I think the plot is really fast in this episode, which mm-hmm. is normally a good thing, but like not one person questions the Doctor's authority at any point. Yeah. It's just a strange man who's <laughs> appeared <laughs> with his companion and is just suddenly in charge. Like, it'd be nice if like, there was a bit of friction between um, mm. the Doctor and, and a cat as well. Yeah, I think one of the reasons it might be that um, it was sort of trying to be... What's the word I'm looking for? Fast. The, one of the reasons it might feel fast is because it's sort of filmed in a... Um, I don't know what the word is for this. Like, a minute on screen is a minute in real life. That's yeah. supposed to be like what it's meant to be so i suppose maybe that's why it might feel weird is because the actual episode is happening in 42 minutes the events of the episode yeah um i I don't know i don't know (laughs) no i agree um what about you any any spicy takes any um not so much a spicy take more just a confusing take the sun is sentient which yes. is something that I mean. Okay, that's the kind of thing that you have to suspend your disbelief for. And I get, I get that because it is at the end of the day, it is Doctor Who. The sun yeah. is sentient. Oh, fine, whatever. We'll just go with it. Sapient, not sentient. I do not does, care enough to does, learn the difference between those. I'm words. gonna, I'm gonna search it right now. Um, okay. for those of you that don't know, we have uh, patrons in the Discord right now. Yeah, uh, I didn't just pull that out my ass. That was actually one of our patrons that told me that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's nice to have them to correct us and to tell us to shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> possessing or expressing great wisdom. Okay, is that sapient? That's what sapient means. Okay, so what does to... sentient mean? Because that's, that's how I would have described sentient. Yeah. Um, able to perceive or feel things. So maybe it is, it's, maybe it's, it's both then. Sentient is like animals, sapient is like humans. But yeah, but the, I would argue the sun is like both of those things, though, because it can, it can sense that a bit of it has been scooped into the into the into the into the ship, and it can sense things around it. And when it's possessing some of the people on the ship, it can clearly see and hear and interact with sort of objects in real life. So I, I would argue it's both of those things. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I I do think the sentient sun is, like I say, 
It's one of those things you have to suspend your disbelief for, but it's also a bit weird. I don't yeah. really get it or like it. It's the kind of thing that I I struggle with it because I struggle to see how evolution would have taken it down that path. Uh-huh. I struggle to see... That's one of the reasons I struggle with dragons, is I struggle to see how evolution would have taken something down a path where it can breathe fire. Where Where would that evolutionary advantage have come from? Where would the evolutionary advantage have come from to be a sun? I, yeah. I, was it... Did something bestow consciousness upon this this sun, or was it always conscious? Is it impossibly old? Like our sun is billions and billions of years old, and will live for billions and billions of years. So, yeah, is it impossibly old? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like it's it's an. In- I don't even know how it would begin to to evolve that way. I mean, it's. I suppose it's like all evolution, sort of circumstance, and then. Was there a sort of race of sentient sons? Or, sorry, sapient sons, Dougie? <laughs> um, that, that had to fight for for, for supremacy? I don't, I don't And then this no is the idea. only one left? I don't know. Or maybe, maybe this was just a guy, and then they nuked him with enough anger that he became a son. He was Actually, bitten. He was, he was bitten <laughs> by a nuclear bomb. And <laughs> <laughs> became... <laughs> He was bitten by a reverse vampire, and instead of being afraid of sunlight, he just absorbed all of it until he was a sun. He was um, bitten. He was bitten by Bruce Banner, and gamma radiation turned mm-hmm. him into a sun. Um, Perfect, amazing. Um, that is. I've just realised in Rings of Akaten, isn't that a, se- a sentient sun as well? Because it's got that yeah. big face in it. So maybe there is a race of sentient suns in Doctor Who. Maybe so. Maybe. maybe oh. So. Ooh. Um. I'm I'm running out of shit. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> one thing I noticed, right? Okay, so so follow me here, right? So they sent out a distress signal, right? Yes. And and no one answered, or they or they weren't close enough to to get a distress signal to someone. Mm-hmm. But um, they flew away just a little bit, mm-hmm. and then released an official mayday, and then the authorities were on their way. So, <laughs> That's why? A good point. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that like immediately? Why? Why would you? Do they not answer? Like maybe the authorities are like discriminatory to sentient sons. <laughs> maybe. Like, no, nah, yeah. no, nah, man. We're not touching that. Uh, that's, that's just a sapient son. We're not touching that. <laughs> no, yeah. So whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Is it sentient or is it sapient? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't. I think it might be sapient. Get to fuck you. you, you. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Just but yeah, space that's... police being so incredibly aggressive and harsh to people on the space phone with them. Is that son sapient or sentient? Uh, I, I don't know the difference. You thick cunt! Why the hell are you trying to call the police? First, they destroyed the Beatles, and then they came <laughs> for the sentient sons. <laughs> I don't maybe know. Maybe they did try to destroy the Beatles. Maybe, oh, maybe, but Elvis was allowed to stay because the the <laughs> pronounces that perfectly. Like I thought it was like something to do with the the Tardis tran- translational thing, and then oh, yeah, I thought. That's a good point. But then I thought, no, he can read all the other English words. Um. Mm. So I don't. I don't know. Why would it be? Why would he be able to pronounce Elvis? It's didn't. not. It's not a real word, is it? That's the, that's the problem. No. Somebody's made Elvis up. As, I mean, somebody's made Lewis and Danny up, but and Beatles Elvis, and Beatles, I suppose. Yeah, Elvis. 
uh, name meaning. Uh, English baby names. The meaning of the name Elvis. Elvis is elf wise friend, made famous by the Elvis. Oh, uh, it's a male name. It's an anglicization of the Irish name of Saint Alby. I can't. Oh. It was a tiny, tiny font. Yeah, Saint Ilby or Alby. I'm not entirely sure. Well, However, Ilby may be a Gaelicization of an ancient British name such as. Oh, Jesus, this is too many consonants. Ilfiu or Ilfu. Um, and the saint was also a popular figure in medieval Wales where he was claimed to be of an ancient British origin. Oh. Right. So there's an obscure... Can I see it? My family are Welsh. Um, you, you can if you want. Uh, E-I-L-F-Y-W or E-I-L-F-W, um, mm. which is a bit bizarre. Yeah. Um, That's... I mean... Apparently, yeah, Elvis... L- L2? L2. Do you know... Do you know what I've just realised as well? Oh, Elfu. Okay. Mm. They made up this pub quiz. Oh my they god! They said that. that. Yeah. That yeah yeah we got drunk and we made up this pop quiz, but they can't pronounce the questions that they come up with. Apparently not. So, oh wait. Well, actually, oh. they did say they changed the crew. So maybe the old crew oh. was like one of the foremost. Um, it was one of the most knowledgeable people in the world about um about uh nineteen not sorry eight twentieth century pop music. Yeah. Um, in the 24th century. <laughs> and that's why he knew who Elvis was, but generally it's not common knowledge. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, right? A great war, a great interstellar war was yes. fought. on that on must wh- be it. On who was superior, Elvis or the Beatles, right? Mm. And, and Elvis won, right? And the Beatles, all of their supporters were just like, wiped out. And it, the name has been lost to memory. Like, um, what else? Uh, yeah, and they hated the band of the Beatles so much that... Uh, they extinctified uh, the insect of the Beatles. Yeah, the film Yesterday was scrubbed yes. from from the records. And even the even the insect beetle was, was just wiped from, from existence as well. I think we've I think we've cracked. Yeah, it we've cracked. Right it. I like that we we talk about what are the implications of, and then it's an incredibly specific piece of pop culture lore. Yeah, in a not fictional the universe. What are the implications of a son being alive? No, 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 no. What are the implications of some <laughs> random prick being not being able to say the word Beatles? Like, oh god, this is the content that people come in to listen for. Darius um, has got a hot theory. It takes <gasps> place in the yesterday universe. Of course it does. So Himesh Patel got struck by lightning or whatever happened in that film and then he woke he was bitten by a radioactive beetle yeah. and then he woke up the next day and he was the only person that knew about it and from then on so I guess that means that Himesh Patel wrote the pub quiz questions yeah and Coca-Cola doesn't exist either for some reason yes um, it's, 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 clearly it's so they can make a hilarious joke about cocaine that's the only reason <laughs> exactly um, um, I have one, one tidbit left um, go on Another reason, another thing about the show being called Forty Two, some of the sound effects in this episode were taken from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy TV show from 1981. Oh, that might be why there's so many sound effects in this episode. Is because if we'd have watched that, we would have gone, "Oh, it's just like that scene in in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where he hitchhikes around the galaxy." Yeah, I like that. That's 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 kind of cool. Um, I like the the little bit of Harold Saxon at the end, although Mm. I'm not sure how valid it is. Um, is at this point, Harold Saxon isn't prime minister, 
So I don't know who the fuck he's hiring to sort of tap people's phones. Well, he's the Minister of Defence at this point, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, because it was... um. Yeah, because in the episode where um, Martha and and Jack and Doctor they're in they're in modern day, uh, well modern day two thousand eight or whatever, uh, Britain, and they Google it and look him up, and it's like, oh well, he didn't exist, and then all of a sudden he did, and he was the Minister of Defence, and then he was the Prime Minister, and he was the Home Secretary, and he was all these things. So I presume the Master just sort of infiltrated the government and installed himself as the Secretary of Defence, yeah, and um, thereby tapped people's phones. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I mean I, I, I do. <laughs> I do love how they write it. They they write it as if like we vote for prime ministers rather than parties. Like, like it's like oh yeah, I was going to vote for him. Oh no, we missed the election. Who's prime minister now? It's like well, that's not really how it works, is it? Mm, if he's like mm. already the minister of defence mm. in a government, there would have been like a leadership election, and like they yeah. would have voted rather than like oh I was going to vote for that guy. It's, like, it's not America. Come on, that's now, a good Russell. Point. Yeah, because you, you don't. Yeah, that's a really good point. Unless maybe Martha is a member of um, whatever political party Harold Saxon is. All the posters are red, aren't they? So Labour, I guess. Um, maybe Martha's a member of Labour, so she gets to vote on who the leader will be. Maybe. I mean, is that how that works? Uh, if you're a member, <laughs> if you're a member of a, can. Oh, yeah, it is. Doggy says, "Yeah." Oh, oh well, there you go. I I stand corrected, folks. I stand corrected. I've been a bad boy, and I'm going to go and find a beetle to apologise to. Um, yep, you'll find um, Paul McCartney and apologise to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think I'm maybe out of notes. I am also completely out of notes. You should have done modern studies. It's good. I did. I failed. Um, <laughs> we, did, um, we did citizenship. Who's, wor- <laughs> who's, who's worse, Boris Johnson or the master? Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a tough one. Hmm. I mean, I mean uh, the probably the master. People, so I'd have to say him. Yeah, and he removed Boris Johnson secretly killing all of his cabinet members or something. Yeah, and he removed one tenth of the population of the earth. Oh yeah, that's as well. True. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know Bojo's a bit of a like he's a he's a massive dick, but I don't think he's 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 quite. It's uh, not done quite that mass yet. murder terrible. No, no, not quite yet. Um, we'll see. Um, so. But anyway, yes, I am out of notes now. Um, yes, so, so I'm very willing to um, wrap up the show as we do. Yes. Do you have a closing statement? Um, I do. Hot eyes are a bit stupid. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode, which I've forgotten. Uh, it, well, there you go. Uh, I think it might be the family of blood. It is. It's human nature. Human nature. Followed oh, what? by the family of blood because it's a two-parter. Yes. Yeah. What a great couple of episodes. Um, Very good episodes, yeah. Yes. Uh, my closing statement is, you ain't in broad church now, boy! Um, so there right. you go. I think Chibnall forgets that, that we're not in a small village crime drama. I could I could see it in this episode that he was desperate for there to be a community meeting mm. about who destroyed the engine. And, and wee Doris comes up and is like, I don't know, it was probably that. Uh, yeah, but anyway, there was, I think there actually was in Aliens, wasn't there? They all got together because they were like, "Oh, we've just woken up from hypersleep. Um, maybe there's a cheeky yeah. alien hiding around." I, I really don't know. That is true. That is true. They they had lunch together. Good old good old lunch with the cat. Good there was a cat lunch. in that movie, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, Jones. The cat. Jones. God, that's insane. The more I think about it, they 
did they have a, a separate pod for the cat, like a an incubator no. for a baby in a hospital, or was it? Did they just chuck him in with? <laughs> yeah, they just. <laughs> with, um, I think somebody else. Yeah, the cat just slept with Ripley. I think. Oh well, good for him. Um, <laughs> have you got yeah. a closing statement then? Yeah, that was it. You're not in Broadchurch now, boy. Oh right, okay. So we do some shilling then. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. We all have link trees. Um. Lewis's link tree is linktr.ee slash Lewis underscore Brindley. Mine's is slash O'Hiram. And the podcast is slash Shouting Into The Void. There you will find our socials, our Facebook, our Instagram, all our shit. Go have a look. Subscribe and like. Woo! Um, we have a PayPal donate button, so anything you can spare, anything at all, would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, and we also have Patreon. And we have many of our patrons in the Discord right now, chatting away... <laughs> singing songs and holding hands and uh we'd like to take the opportunity as we do every single week to thank our wonderful wonderful patrons uh chloe thank you darius thank you peter thank you aditya thank you natalie thank you and doogie Thank you, one and all. You make the show possible and you allow us to keep on keeping on with the podcast as we do and doing stuff and all the rest of it. So thank you very much for your continued support. Yes, thank you. Um, we also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. We sell tote bags, jumpers, stickers, mugs, <coughs> stickers, loads of stuff. Go get yourself something nice. Christmas is almost here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, this is true. It's, it's getting closer every time I say it. Um, so... There you go. Uh, And last but certainly not least, we are partnered with an amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue. And Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed I am. Uh, Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a wonderful company run by my wonderful wife in which they crochet and they're very, very good at it. And if you would like to see all the latest latest happenings and exciting things that are going on, you can go to at Number 12 Crochet Avenue on Instagram. You can check out what's going on over there and bless your Instagram feed with some wonderfully aesthetically beautiful content. Um... Thank you and good night. <laughs> I never quite yeah. know how to end those. I know that's a terrible way to end them, but yeah, we're, we're... it's all right, bud. We'll get there one day. Um, yeah. So that's 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 Doctor Who, forty two, mm-hmm. and I've got a stone in my shoe. I just had to rhyme it to, to uh, you know, comedy comes in threes. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think that's us. I, I also believe it's us. How exciting is that? Amazing. Well, we will see you, hear you, smell you, um, feed you to a sapient or sentient son next time. Indeed we will. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.